Yeah, sometimes it hurts. Yeah. When when some of it leaks up. Or it just means so much and it's un, it's unrealistic to me that you even in a space to Bro, have this conversation with me. There was a sermon that surfaced. The shade room had posted it. You talking about which one? The spit hit the fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So fly was crazy, bro. I went from the sound man at that church to the lead pastor in about four and a half years. We were doing five services. They were trying to kill me, Spence. Bro, we have given millions of dollars to North Tulsa. Like just reading the comments yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you ever respond? I never planned for this. Yeah. This was never the goal. This was the result of obeying what I felt I was called to do. How did you feel about the narrative of people trying to paint of you you move you leaving the north side? Yeah, everybody should get this book. Yeah. Because damaged but not destroyed is 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 literally a playbook of how to go from trauma to triumph. Hey yo, come through. Hey, yo, come through. Yo, 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 what's going down? It's your boy King Spence. And man, do I got a special, 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 special guest in the building with me today. I want to just give him a brief little introduction before we dive into this unbelievable morning that we're about to have, okay? So the person that I'm here with today is heavy on the impossible. He heavy on the unimaginable. Heavy on the unlikely, but God, right? This is the two-time, excuse me, three-time New York best-selling author. Speak it. New book just dropped. This is going to be the third one. Let's go. The lead pastor of Tulsa's esteemed Transformation Church, a mega church built right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is a role model husband, a role model, a role model father, a producer, artist, and Tulsan, and so much more. With no further ado, I'd like to welcome... Pastor Mike Todd. King Spence, what it do, bro? Hey, how you doing, man? Come through Tulsa, baby. You in here. Hey, dog, that was one of the best introductions I've ever had. But the truth of the matter was is because everything you said, it was real. And I felt, you know, the authenticity behind it even before we got on the pod. And it's real love right here, right now. Thanks. It's real love, man. Thank Big you thanks. for having me, bro. Man, I appreciate you for being here. What are you talking so about, much. bro? Like, the truth of the matter is, man, we've been going all over the world, all over the country, yeah. telling people about this new message, Damaged But Not Destroyed. Uh, and I was like, yo, I gotta make sure that I come to the places where it matters. I gotta come home to the 918. I'm born and raised right here in Tulsa, yes. bro. So I hit my brother Brentum. And I was like, yo, where do I need to be to be able to let the people know in Tulsa what's going on? Thanks. He said, there's only one place you need to go. Not Fox, not CBS, Look. not, not <laughs> NBC. Yeah. He said, not Channel 6, not Channel 2. We could do all of them, too. He said, but you got to come through, come through. Tulsa. With, so I'm just grateful to well, be I here, I appreciate bro. you being here, Mike. Hey, Real talk. Easy, bro. And look, before we get into it, I just got to give you your roses, man. You are a huge inspiration to me. You mean so much just with who you are and what you've done, what you represent. Thank you, bro. Re represent. Hey, you I like me? what you're doing right you, there. You hear me? Like, <laughs> yo, it just means so much. And it's un it's unrealistic to me that you even in a space to bro, have this conversation with that's me. That's how God does it, bro. It, it, things that look crazy. It's only crazy yeah. until it happens, there bro. There go. We here, bro. There hey, go. we going everywhere today. Yeah. We going to get the people what they want. Let's do it. So so wherever you want to start, wherever you want to go, let's, do let's it. make it happen, bro. All right. So I want to start off here. Uh, when I was younger, in my youth, I remember attending Greenwood. Yeah. And I saw you at least once that I can remember. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was when it was so fly. And I remember SoFly was like designer church. Like, <laughs> if you was from Tulsa and you went to SoFly, you was like, you were 
you were in. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But now it being Transformation Church, which is like the designer church to our nation, wow. I feel like. Um, how did you go from there to here? Bro, the, the truth of the matter is I never planned for this. Yeah. This was never the goal. This was the result of obeying what I felt I was called to do. And a lot of people are, are, are trying to get to a result. Like, that's where I want to be. Bro, I couldn't pray for this. Yeah. I couldn't have imagined it. And that's why I tell people all the time, like, purpose, it kind of looks like this. Either God shows you the path and not the mountaintop, or he shows you the mountaintop and not the path. So you have to trust him along the way. Facts. And a lot of people, they want to know the path and the mountaintop before they, they move. And I was like, nah. I don't know where this ends, but I do know the next thing in front of me. And so this whole journey for me has been a step of faith. Like every time, all right, you want me to be a youth pastor? All right, I thought I was going to be a music producer. So what do that mean? Okay, stop doing music. Oh, that sucks. Okay, Mm. show up for these youth. Be at their basketball games. Like talk to them about sex. Talk to them about drugs. Talk to them about life. Talk to them about love. Like, And it's just one step at a time, bro. I had no idea it was going to end us up in impacting as many people by the grace of God that we get to impact around the world. Yeah. But um, I'm excited, bro, because mm-hmm. I've never had to sell out or leave Tulsa. That's facts. Like, still here. I'm still here. and yeah. ain't going nowhere. That's dope. Like, born and raised on... Uh, Yale, like, like yeah. right there on 26th and Yale and 35th and Yale yeah. and, and went to Edison High School and for everybody that hating, forget you, <laughs> but I went to Edison High School, like, and I mean, I was, I played uh, drums for Wayman Tisdale and Tulsa legend, like everything from right here. And it just makes me know that, you know, everybody's trying to get to LA, New York, Atlanta, all that other stuff. Yeah. But God can do some special stuff if you just... If you take care of business right yeah, here at home. And so, yeah, so fly was crazy, bro. Like, just trying to help people. And literally, I went from the sound man at that church to the lead pastor in about four and a half years. How did that happen? I have no idea. But, again, sometimes not trying to figure out how, but just doing what. Yeah. Like a lot of people always want the how, but I just do what I'm supposed to do right then. Right. And that thing just keeps unfolding, man. So just grateful yeah. to even be a Bless part you. of um, anybody's journey, their yeah. faith journey. And uh, grateful to be here with you today, That's bro. Dope. That's dope. Now, I'm listening to you. And one of the things I noticed you said was like, you feel like you, you know that God told you to, you know, you wanted to be a musician. He said, put that down and you be a pastor. What is it like? Like, what is it that you've been doing that you know that God is speaking to you? Because yeah. I know people who not tapped in for real yeah. might listen and be like, you know, what is that? But yeah, yeah. Like, can you expand more on what that is? Well, I believe that everybody that is created has a creator. Mm-hmm. Everything that is created has a creator. So these cameras, this microphone, this book, like it all had a creator. Yeah. You can't tell me that the most uh complexly designed beings like humans, a creation don't have a creator. Yeah. So if, if your iPhone has a creator, the creator has a purpose for it. And when you start talking to that uh, creator, you find out the purpose for that thing. For me, I believe it's the same way with all of our lives. Yeah. Is that no matter if you believe it or not, it don't change the truth that God designed you for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of us spend a lot of time running from it, 
saying no to it, being like, ah, that not, that's not me, being ashamed of it because our crew and the people around us don't do that or our families don't do that. But me, I just decided, yo, like, I feel like my purpose is to impact people. Like, mm. when I'm praying, when I'm meditating, when I'm reading the word, when I'm around people, the thing that makes me alive, the thing that makes me come alive, it's like, I like helping people. Yeah. Like, I like seeing them go from what was potential to real life. Yeah. And how can I do that? Well, I could have done it a lot of ways, but then um, the Bible says, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. It also says that if you acknowledge God in all your ways, he will direct your path. And so I just was like, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but like if I'm supposed to be doing something different, could you show me? Mm. Like I acknowledge that I could be out here acting like I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing, so I just need you to help me. Yeah. And, bro, it's been a whole bunch of God just directing my path. So a lot of people, like if you're not fully tapped in, all I'm asking you to do is acknowledge God. Acknowledge it wasn't you who woke you, yourself up this morning. Mm. Acknowledge that the reason that you're where you at and you still alive is because God didn't let that bullet come into the car and kill you. Mm. It just acknowledge that like God is good and he's real and he'll start directing your path. Mm. I mean, the fact that we sitting here right now, that this ain't something that you went after. It's facts. It's this God. is something that came to you. <laughs> facts. But what would have happened if you wouldn't have had the studio set up? You wouldn't yeah. have bought the cameras. You wouldn't the opportunity could have came, but you wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah. So insane. you've been acknowledging God and yeah. He's directing your path. And then He's bringing you to people. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm I'm on a national TV show 12 hours ago in New York City. I'm touched down. And I'm sitting on right the couch here. and I'll come through talking. That's crazy, Mike. <laughs> until it happens. That's crazy. What I'm saying to you is that's how it happens. Yeah. Like, you do what you can do, and then God does what you can't do. Yeah. And so for me, that's been my whole story, bro. That's why I be trying to tell people I'm not special. Yeah. I just listen. It's dope. Like, yeah. a lot of people just don't listen. They feel, they get this thing, and they, I mean, God be speaking, bro. Like, yeah. And people be like, they be saying, this is how you know. They say stuff like this. Something told me. Yeah. They be like, oh, man, I just had this weird feeling. Yeah. Bro, that's God. Like, that's God. Like, don't go to the club tonight. Don't go to the club. Yeah. Don't go to. And sometimes we don't listen to that thing. Yeah. And when we don't listen to that thing, that's when bad stuff happens. Yeah. That's when we miss moments. That's when we miss our. I just listen, man. And I'm encouraging everybody, no matter what field you're in, no matter if it's fashion, tech, no matter if it's media, like, don't ignore that God thing on the inside of you because the creation always has to listen to the creator. Yeah, that's facts. Man, okay, okay, <laughs> that's, that's game. Hey, we uh, in here. Yeah, so uh, another thing that you had said is that you were you were part of Wayman Tisdale's band. You yeah, played yeah, drums for yeah. Him. What was it like? Bro. Like, what can you tell us about Wayman? So the one thing, man, number one, that man put Tulsa on the map in a way that a lot of people had never done, especially anybody black. Yeah. Like, you talking about somebody who, OU legend, like, you talking about somebody who was on the Olympic team with Michael Jordan, you talking about somebody who literally played for the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns and all these other teams and made his mark in the NBA, then decided to switch careers mm -hmm. and then become a superstar in smooth jazz and music yeah. and still did it all. From right Tulsa. Here. Right Man, here. I mean, he was such an inspiration. And how we met, it was really cool. Um, I was playing drums with this group called One Generation of Praise here in the city when I was like 15, 16, 17. And we did, uh, we did uh, a song at this 
conference he was at mm-hmm. and he was like who's that dude on the drums and somebody told him he was like i gotta i gotta get young fella's number he called yeah. me young fella and from that moment on he was like i want you to come be my studio drummer i was like i'll do whatever you want me to do it's crazy and i was in the 11th grade at edison Every day after school, I would have my dad drop me off. His his studio was from literally a mile up from here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. It was in Mi- on Mingo. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's Mingo, 41st and Mingo. So wow. I would go from Edison, have my dad dr- drop me off, and I would be there every day after school. And I would be learning. I mean, he had all of the equipment. He had all of the stuff before. I mean... Tiz was paid. So, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, had, he had all the stuff. And yeah. so, like... Man, I got to go in there and learn and play. And then he took me on tour with him. I went to the NBA All-Star game with him. Like, Mm. it was like, bro, it was the greatest learning experience. He taught me about money and finances and music. And he told me one of the things he said, Mike, you got to understand that music is not black or white. It's green. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you make music for everybody. Don't just make hip-hop and R&B, even though you're good at it make country music, make, and then I watched him do it. He got songs with Toby Keith and he got smooth jazz songs and he got songs with Earth, Wind & Fire. He got stuff with everybody, bro. And I got to see it up close and personal. And more than all that, he was a better father yeah. and a better husband, bro. And getting to see that, I told somebody the other day, it's hard to be what you don't see. Yeah. And, and that's why we got to have more examples and more role models mm-hmm. in the place. But I got to see it up close, bro. And that dude impacted my life forever. He was the first person to take me on tour and get picked up in the airport on a limo. And yeah. like, and I'm 17, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in homeroom at Edison. Yeah. And I leave school Thursday and Friday early to go on tour. And we flying to New York and D.C. and all this other stuff. Yeah. I, what Tiz did for me, what my parents did for me and what Tiz did for me is they exposed me. Yeah. And I think exposure is a big deal. Mm. Like seeing outside of your realm of possibility. It, 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 it unlocks something on the inside of me that maybe be like anything is possible. Yeah. And so if anybody's listening out there, you need to get exposed to something. Go somewhere you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Go somewhere you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like see some stuff that's bigger than you. Yeah. Like I love being in Tulsa. And I love bringing everything that God has given me back to Tulsa. But I also love going and being exposed outside of Tulsa. There's a huge world out here. And if you can actually get a glimpse of it, all that God's created, all the different people, all the different thought processes, then bring it back here, it changes everything, bro. And so, uh, yeah, dog, uh, Tiz was probably top four impactful people in my entire life. Mm. And I'm grateful for him and Mama Regina, the whole Tisdale tribe, like, they, they, Tulsa is better because of them. Yeah, that's dope, that's dope. All right, so, we, we, I wanna talk about the book, but before we get into the book, I wanted to ask you some stuff that, you know, just kinda be surfacing heavy on Let's the go. net. And, um, go. so, one of the first things is, it's, it's kinda old, but you know, it's Tulsa, so it's still alive in Tulsa, whereas I remember it was almost like it got national, press at one point but when you went from Greenwood to the Spirit Bank Event Center yeah yeah um you know I feel like it was a lot of criticism Mm. and I just wanted to ask you how did you feel about the narrative of people trying to paint of you took you took you you move you leaving the north side yeah so the the big thing that I realized is that anytime you do anything that is bigger than what has been seen or it feels like it's alienating somebody um they can take it negative 
But the truth of the matter is there was nowhere for us to be able to facilitate our services in North Tulsa. We looked, we tried, we tried to buy stuff. We tried to do all, we were doing five services. They were trying to kill me, Spence. We were doing five services on Sunday, bro. By the last service, I don't even know what I was saying, bro. Like, that would be like somebody playing five NBA basketball games in one day. Like, we couldn't do anything. People were coming from all over the city. And we tried to buy stuff. We tried to build stuff. They said it was going to take three years to build stuff. It was just all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like, the truth of the matter is more than all of that. God had given me a word. Yeah. He told me the Spirit Bank Event Center is going to be your church. Yeah. And so when you know something, you can't listen to people who don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, they don't know about your purpose and what you were designed to do. We decided, even if the physical location moves, our presence will never move. Bro, we have given millions of dollars to North Tulsa since we left North Tulsa. And when I say left North Tulsa, that's just where we have church on Sunday. Yeah. Like, th that's not our presence left. I still mm -hmm. lived out there. Yeah. I still have a house in North Tulsa right now. Like, yeah. th like, th like we still own the building right now. We yeah. still pay property tax in North Tulsa right now. Like, yeah. we didn't leave anything. We just had to facilitate the vision. And so I think that's, that's a cool thing that people can see now yeah. is that uh, we have gone into an area where they usually don't want people like us. Mm. And we've been able to represent there. Yeah. We went into the, high, the second highest rent district in Tulsa, Utica Square being the first one, mm. where we at the second, we bought the whole block. It's crazy. Now, what are we talking about here? We, bought, we, got, we own the land that Chick-fil-A sit on. <laughs> What are we talking about? And you from Tulsa. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, bro. I'm right here with you. Like, I went to Edison High School. You hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so many times we get distracted on what should be celebrated because, you know, we lose focus of the bigger picture. Yeah. And the bigger picture is in a city where they told us we couldn't leave the railroad tracks. Yeah. Now we coming over the railroad tracks and buying up the biggest buildings in the city so that we can do more for, for our community. Yeah. I just think at the same time, that's why you gotta be focused on your purpose and what you know you're supposed to do and then give back and be generous as God tells you to, yeah. bro. Okay, this game. Uh, so it was one other heavy point Oh, there's that I 10 other, bro. Let's yeah. just go. Whatever you wanna talk about, <laughs> so let's do it. I, I've actually caught myself in situations where I've had to literally power off my phone from this from the scrutiny and criticism that you've received, like just reading the comments yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask you, do you ever, like, do you ever respond? No. Like never? Why? Yeah. That would be like me being in an airplane at 30,000 feet. Yeah. And then dropping the whole airplane so that I can, I can fly at the same place that doves fly. Yeah. Damn. I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to reach my destination. Yeah. You think LeBron James responds to every comment that, <laughs> and I'm not LeBron James, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, my man is doing something great. Yeah. He could not practice on his craft, get better, and do the things he needs to do if he had to come down and respond to every crit. People make whole careers 
mm-hmm. off of commenting on what they could never do about him. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, yeah, sometimes it hurts yeah. when, when some of it leaks up. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not down in the comments like, oh, God, look what they said about yeah. Like, bro, because the truth of the matter is most people never do anything great enough to get commented about. That's deep. So the goal should be to really be trying to move into a level of impact, mm-hmm. influence, as well as value helping people yeah. that somebody could comment about what you do. Yeah. And you know, everybody has an opinion. Yeah. And so, um, but I'm also teachable. Mm-hmm. And I do take um, criticism or critique from people who I know the intention is to make me better. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not perfect at all, bro. I believe in progression, not perfection. There is nothing in me that I'm 36 years old, bro, and I I do a <laughs> lot like and I have to get on my knees every day and ask God for wisdom. Yeah. Bro, I I lead organizations with hundreds of people. I have business partnerships worth millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm a dad. Yeah. I have a special needs son. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. I need wisdom. So I'm teachable, bro. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is some people don't want to help. Mm-hmm. They just want to tear it down. Yeah. And right. I think that's something in Tulsa that we just got to we gotta get out of, period. Mm-hmm. And as a black community. Yeah. Like, ain't too many other black people in our city doing what God's allowed me to do right now. Yeah. Like, but the same truth of the matter is like, we should be trying to make sure we don't fall yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to helping tear it down. Right, right, right. And so, man, that's why my, my mission is always love. My mission is always getting better progression, not perfection. There you go. Just trying to make it happen. And um, yeah, man, the comments is going to keep coming because we're going to keep making impact, yeah. bro. Okay, so the last thing that I want to ask you yeah. is the um, there was a sermon that surfaced. Uh, the Shade Room had posted it. You talking and, about which one? The spit hit the fan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. when the spit hit the <laughs> fan. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I mean, I want to know, like, how do, you, how do you deal with the criticism that you get from, like, your peers? Yeah. Like, like talk to me, Mike. Like, yeah. How does that feel? So the truth of the matter is, bro, I'm human. Yeah. So um, when you when you feel it, it's like, dang, that's messed up. I thought you loved me. Like I thought we was all. I thought you would at least text me, call me. But sometimes feel it as a, a stepping stone to try to get whatever they want to get out. So yeah. okay, cool. But the truth of the matter is, man, what I did that was the third time of me doing it. So that wasn't the first time. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity was so beautiful because um, even though it sucked, it taught me so much. Yeah. I didn't know our platform was that big. Yeah. I'm here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I thought everybody knew what we was doing. <laughs> like, I thought, you know what I said? This was a family affair. <laughs> it was the first time I realized that there were people that were watching that didn't know the heart of it and didn't have a good intention for us. Yeah. And so it, like, let me know, oh, okay, I'm not just with fam. Yeah. I have people around here who actually got bullets and darts. Mm-hmm. Cool. The other thing is me doing that example is actually what Jesus did. Yeah. Like, I wasn't being, like, uh, um, extra. Yeah. That was the actual example in the Bible. And for me, I, you know, I grew up in church. You grew up in church. Like, half the time in church, you're just trying to stay awake. Because mm-hmm. they, they wasn't <laughs> talking to us. There was nothing happening. Like, and so when God called me to be a pastor, I was like, yo, 
I'm actually going to try to do this and make it something that I would have needed. I needed somebody to be real with me. I needed it to come alive. And so we did that. And um, once I did that example, people just took, I mean, TMZ, CNN, all the other yeah. stuff. The crazy thing, Spence, is just a few months earlier, we gave away $8 million. And nobody wrote one story That's about crazy, it. That's crazy, right? Not one. Not local. Eight. I didn't say 8,000, bro. Eight million dollars. Yeah. We paid off people's car loans, their tuition. We paid off their medical bills. We bought people houses. Yeah. We did all of this stuff. Crickets. It's crazy. Are you used to that? It, 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 it's, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad that we be like, nobody does nothing for the community. Nobody da 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 da. And then you do it to the tune of eight million. Yeah. And nobody says nothing. Yeah. Hit the spit, hit the fan. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the culture we live in. And somebody asked me, do you wish it wouldn't have happened? And after a lot of therapy, mm. a lot of community, a lot of this, and this is, you'll find all of this out in the book, Damage yeah. But Not Destroyed. But after all of that, I said, no, I, I'm glad it happened. Because the man that I am on the other side of going through all of that is so much better than the man I was before. Yeah. This life, again, is about progression. It's about moving forward. And a lot of times, the best version of you comes after a hard time. Yeah, that's right. And that's why, bro, I am so excited yeah. about all the things I get to do because I never want what I'm doing to be a distraction to the message. Yeah. But I do want to help people get it. There you know you what go. I'm saying? And so, yeah, bro, that was a, a, a next level situation. Yeah. But I've, I've grown from it. I've learned from it. And I'm, I'm grateful to still be impacting yeah, people. That's awesome. And obviously, we could talk so much more about that. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about your book, Damage But Not Destroyed. Yes, sir. First, I got to clap it up for you. One hey, time. all right. Thank you, bro. Third time, New York bestseller. Hey, man, he I, keeps I saying it. that. He called it. If we get <laughs> the New York Times bestseller, I'm, yeah. it's Spence. Spence I called, called it. it. I'm calling it right now. We, man. Hey, that <laughs> means everybody that's watching got to go pick up the book. Go that's to Target, right. Barnes & Noble, yeah. Amazon, grab it. And I'm, and I'm trying to snatch all three of these. All right, bro. All right, all let's go. You hear me? seriously let's go but um i want to know what inspired the message behind this book yeah the truth of the matter is man so many people are hurting right now broken right now especially after the pandemic they've lost stuff mm -hmm. whether it be physical things people in their life loved ones or even their confidence yeah like people have just and i think that people feel like the damage has disqualified them and i'm here to tell them it hasn't mm -hmm. that no matter how damaged you are you're not destroyed that there's still value on the inside of you and that you can go from trauma to triumph. Yeah. And so I share real stories, man. I'm not holding nothing back. Like six pages in and you like, oh, shoot. Like, <laughs> okay, we going there. Like, yeah. because the end of the day, bro, like, I, don't, I, I truly believe God can't heal what you won't reveal. Right. Like, if you need to get healed in your mm -hmm. ankle, but you keep going to the doctor talking about your ear, he looking at your ear. There's nothing wrong with your ear. Like, got all the, the medicine to fix it, but you're not pointing at the real issue. Yeah. So many people ain't pointing at the real issue. It's really insecurity that got you out here being all puffed up. Yeah. It's really actually 
the 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 thought of rejection that makes you not even go for stuff because yeah. you actually had the ability to do it but you just won't because you don't want to be rejected yeah we want to deal with the real issues bro and so i put it all out there and then i give you tools and i'm your coach to help you understand like yo we don't have to stay here yeah. we can actually go to a whole nother place yeah. and i honestly think it's my most valuable offering to the world because mm -hmm. it's going to help people heal bro so I, I'm aware that you use this acronym HUSH, H-U-S-H -H, yeah. in the book. Can you expand? Like, I know what it means, but can you okay. expand more on what that means? But when you, when you tell, first off, it just means hush. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Right. Like, the, the <laughs> truth of the matter is so many times we're so busy trying to, like, grind, hustle, finesse, uh, make it happen, da-da-da-da-da, that we don't even listen to what's really going on on the inside of us. Like, we try to just calm down. Yeah. Hush. And, and, and I believe that means we need to hear. We need to hear God. And then that's the H. And then you need to understand progressively. Like, like you need to be like, yo, is this, how, why am I feeling like this? Oh, okay, this may be from, like, you need to understand. And then you need to share intimately with somebody. So a lot of people are going through things and they're not sharing nothing. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is it wasn't meant to stay in you. Mm -hmm. It's got to get up out of you. And a lot of people don't feel safe to do that. I just did a message this past Sunday called Snitches Get Stitches. And, and really trying to take the fear out of that, that, that idea that if, you, if you're honest about where you really are right now, somehow it's going to cause you harm. The truth of the matter is the Bible says the exact opposite. If you're honest about where you are, that's what attracts God to you, and he heals you up. He yeah. stitches you up. So snitches really do get stitches. Yeah. Everybody should go check that out on YouTube. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is... When, when, you, when you hear God, when you understand progressively, when you share intimately, and then you get to the heart of the matter, that's the H, the heart of the matter, then you can actually begin to see what's really going on in you. Yeah. Some people have been living 25 years, 35 years, can't re re even put a pinpoint on why they're so angry. You mm. should just stop. Hush. And let God remind you of where that pain came from. Because then if we can acknowledge the pain... Then the pain can get healed, and then it can become your platform. The only reason I'm here today is because every pain that I've had has now become my platform. Yeah. So I understand we're running out of time, but I got one more question relating to the book. So uh, me, I'm entering into my 30s. Let's go. And yeah, you know, thank <laughs> God, right? And it's a lot of things that, you know, I understand is wrong with me that I try to fix, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, physically, yeah. uh, and uh, financially even. Yeah. And I understand that all of this comes from a place. And I know in the book you talk about generational curses. So uh -huh. I want to know, like, can you, can you tell us more about how your book will help us to kill generational curses and how real they are so the truth of the matter is i like the terms more than generational curses i like generational patterns because mm. it's because somebody can actually change it but 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 somebody's gonna have to step up and do that so so this book is gonna help you cancel generational patterns and generational habits like it just passes on the, the Bible talks about it transfer the, the sins of the father transferred three and four generations. Well, that means the, the, the blessings of the father can transfer three or ge four generations too. So yeah. this is what I'm asking everybody to understand. What's not transformed in you is transferred. If you don't take this time to get into theology and therapy to actually do both, we need to pray and we need to go see a practice. We need to be in community, but we need to also have counselors. We need to worship God, but we need to do the work, too. Like, when you do both of those, boy, you become dangerous to anxiety. Yeah. 
I don't gotta pop pills and smoke to have peace. I can actually have peace. Like all of these things are things that can actually come, but we gotta face the real issues. And that's why in this book, I, I dedicated this book to my grandchildren. And the reason that's crazy is because my oldest daughter is 10 and she ain't got no children. <laughs> yeah. But the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm. And I think that, yes, that's uh, uh, cars and houses and money. But I think it also is emotional health. Mm. What if us as black men left our children emotionally healthy mm. and gave them playbooks to actually deal with their emotions and their anger and how to deal with people leaving their lives and deal with being disappointed. What if we could do that? We, number one, would have less killings. We would be more unified. And we would be able to be a generation of black men that actually change the narrative. That's where we break generational curses, habits, and patterns by becoming what we did not have. And that's why everybody should get this book. Yeah. Because Damage But Not Destroyed is, is, is literally a playbook of how to go from trauma to triumph. Man, that's game, Mike. Bro. That's game, Mike. I done came that's through. Game. Yeah, yeah. Have. that's dope. And I definitely got to get this. I, I got my relationship goals over there. Hey, I'm signing. Throw it over here. I'm signing the book <laughs> yeah. right now. Somebody get me a Sharpie. Come on, throw it. <laughs> I need a Come on, everything coming from everywhere. This yeah, is your copy dope. for real. Yeah, yeah. Me and my fiance, we both read this Come book, on, fiance. You know? Yeah, we've we been working on it for a while. But, bro, you know, we, love, we doing bro. our thing. But Thank I really you, appreciate you. And, Mike, I understand you're a very busy man and you got to get out of here. But uh, if it's anything that I want to tell y'all, anybody who watch this make sure y'all go get the new book damage but not destroy follow my pastor mike at i am mike todd yes, sir. on instagram on everything it's you baby hey look at that tease that's a good tease right there we I, in there <laughs> hey i gotta share one more thing real quick okay yes yo yo the back of this book is fire okay and the reason i say it's fire is because this is a picture of the damage this actually is me my four brothers my dad and my son in one picture. And this picture represents the yeah, look at it, bro. Look at it. This represents that if you don't deal with your damage, it affects every person that you actually love. And it will transfer to my son if I don't deal with it. Yeah. And I just thought this is a cool representation. If you can't figure out why to deal with your damage, at least do it for the people that you say you love. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You might be damaged, but you're not destroyed. That's right. Well, anything else you want to say for Bro, I love y'all? Tulsa, bro. Yeah. I love the 918. I'm proud of you. Thank bro, you. what you're doing, what your fam is doing, what Come Through Tulsa is doing, I believe that this is going to be something that's huge. That's why I told you, bro, I was on all national media yesterday, flew in, touched down, and I'm coming to touch real places in my city because I believe in this city. 918, I believe in progression, not perfection. I am grateful for your faith, your crazy faith, Absolutely. to start what a lot of people wouldn't start. They would just take this and go to Atlanta and try to be another. Yeah. And you trying to stay in Tulsa and do something really special, bro. So I salute you. I salute the whole squad. And I'm grateful to be able to link with people who trying to just represent, baby. There that's it. Love you, you man. Love you too, man. Well, hey, y'all, that's it. Make sure y'all go follow. We out. Easy, bro. <laughs> Oh, man, until it happens, dog.
Hey, yo, what's going down? It's your boy, King Spence. And I just wanted to let you know that if you like the content that you've been seeing and you want to become a part of it or you want to start your own podcast, call me. I want to help you. My number is 918-951-8236. Call me right now. All right, see you later.